Welcome to the Born Connect, the show that inspires you through the success stories of everyday people. Now, here's your host, Omar Bourne. This is the Born Connect, and I'm your host, Omar Bourne, also known as the Bourne Writer. We're going to have lots of fun getting to know each other on this show. And we're going to be hearing the stories of people from different walks of life. They're going to be hanging out with us to share their professional and everyday experiences. I got to tell you, I love people. I love interviewing people and hearing their stories. So we're going to get a lot of that on this show. You're going to hear their successes, their what to do and what not to do's, their ups, their downs, and just the experiences that brought them to where they are today. What you're going to love about this show is that even though we have different thoughts and perspectives that make us unique, we have common goals and aspirations, and that is key. My hope is that when you hear these stories, you're going to be inspired to go out and pursue your goals and your dreams. I've been in the communications field now for over a decade, started as a trainee at a local TV station in New York City, Worked there for about seven years, and then I transitioned to public affairs. And that's where I've been now for the past six years or so. Alex Finney is going to hang out with us today, and she's going to talk about her experience as a reporter and an anchor. Especially in these times, we're going through a pandemic, there's civil unrest, there's protest. There's a lot going on today. So, Alice is going to talk to us about how she's navigating all of this. But not only that, she's going to share tips on how you can get into the field. If you're a recent college graduate, if you're an aspiring journalist, if you just want to be a YouTube sensation, whatever it is, Alex is here. She's going to give you the tips to get you started. We're also going to talk about, and I like this because we have a segment called Top 3. Alex is going to share with us the top three places that she wants to visit. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get it started. Alex Finney, thank you for being on the show today. Alex, my debut show, my first guest. Thank you very much. How are you? (laughs) We We go way back. Yes, we do. Yes, so we my do. college days when I was an intern. It's crazy. <laughs> Here we are now. And now you're and <laughs> and now you're an anchor and a reporter out in uh Miami. So I mean, yeah. we've gotten old, haven't we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> but don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still I'm still young at heart. I, I have you're some gray young. I have some gray hairs that's popping up, but I'm still oh, young. Oh, who at cares? Heart. There's there's dye for that. <laughs> <laughs> A little just for men. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But how have you been? How have you been? I've been good. I mean, I feel like I've been like everybody else, right? Um, trying to just figure out how to make it day to day, praying that, you know, your loved ones, everyone stays safe in this pandemic. And, you know, as a Black journalist, I know we're going to get into this, but, you know, dealing with now what many are calling another pandemic for us. Right. Um, with the protests happening across the country, really around the world at this point, um, it's been, to say the least, a very unexpected 2020 in a lot of ways. So um, just taking it day by day. 
it's almost like 2020 just came in and just was like, I'm just going to upend everything that's going on. I mean, it did. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had the pandemic. And then now, as you said, you know, uh, the protests and the civil unrest, there's a lot going on. And I'm glad that you mentioned we're going to get right into it. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, you being a, a black professional in these times. Right. Uh, you look yeah. at the coronavirus. You look at what's going on with George Floyd and the protests and Black Lives Matter. How do you handle times like this as a professional? There, of course, are moments throughout all of this that have brought me to tears. Right. I'm not going to lie. Right. You know, um, these are, there are conversations that are being had in, in families and household amongst friends that um, are very difficult. And you know, being a black person, being raised in a black household, having a black brother, a black father, a black cousin, the reality of, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll stick with this point for a second, the reality of being a black man in America, um, those conversations started very young in my household mm -hmm. um, with my brother. So those are very real conversations. You know, when you walk outside, uh, make sure you're wearing bright colors, yep. um, you know, when a cop stops you, here's what you know to do or not to do. So whereas I'm a journalist reporting this information, in a lot of ways, it's also, I'm also telling my story too with that. And I think what always just keeps me grounded and staying balanced is the fact that I remember first and foremost, well, really right after behind being black, I'm a journalist. And I lean on that to get that message forward. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I remember I, I didn't grow up in the U.S. I moved here. I moved back, I should say, uh, in my teenage years. And one of the first things that my brother taught me, okay, when you're going into a store as a black man, make sure you don't have your hoodie on. When yeah. you get pulled over, here's what you need to know to do. It's kind of like the black manual, right? This yeah. is what you need to do to just go about everyday life. And, and these conversations are key and they're important to mm -hmm. have not only within black communities, but within other communities as well to let people know, hey, this is our experience. This right. is what we go through. I think also this whole you know, situation that we're in right now um, you know, battling racial injustice, it, it is also opening up a, a broader conversation of just race in general. And I think mm -hmm. that we are pushing forth the Black Lives Matter movement, which is absolutely, you know, um, and, and many would agree, uh, is something that is very important. Um, but I think it's also opening up a lot of people's eyes to just race as a whole and how we even going beyond that, just how we deal with each other, just respect for each other um, and taking the time to really understand someone that's different from yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, I've started to also see those conversations bubble up as well, um, you know, removing it for just from, you know, just being black. So I think that it is, it is a learning experience for everybody in some form or fashion. Um, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're yellow, whether you're purple, whether you're green, it's a learning experience for everybody. And the best way that I can 
address it is by just doing my job, doing the job that I love every day, which is informing people and allowing people to use that information and come up with their own form of action. Um, but it is a very, very, and I go back to it, it's a very, very powerful, powerful thing when you have a television and a microphone. And so that message that you put out there, it's a lasting one. Yeah. And so I always think about that when I am reporting on any story, but especially this one, because it hits so close to home. Tell us about your internships apart from Fox and, and your experiences that led you to where you are today. I started actually at Fox, uh, Omar, as an intern. I remember hearing about the trainee program mm -hmm. and I was, this was my first semester of my senior year in college. And I was like, okay, I think that's something that I want to do. So I did my internship. And then after that, I did entertainment tonight, but I applied uh, my second semester of my senior year for the trainee position. And the summer, I think it was like a month after I graduated, I got the call saying that I got the trainee position, which was awesome. Uh, and I was there for about six to eight months. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in there. Yep. And as you know this, I would walk <laughs> in every day and see you and everybody else. We sit on the assignment desk. I did a lot of answering phone calls, logging the mayor's um, presser. Uh, I would run scripts up and down the steps, mm -hmm. which is one reason why I didn't have to go to the gym because good exercise. That was my, that was my exercise <laughs> running scripts from the from the copier to up to the anchors and back down again for the five and six o'clock show. And, but in between that time, however, because that was Monday through Friday, you know, it didn't make much money, but it was, hey, it was the experience. The that's experience. what, you know, yep. that's what you want, you know, certainly in the beginning, there's nothing better than that. So, but on the weekends though, I would come in and I would shadow different reporters and I would go out with different photographers. Uh, one that really sticks out to me is Joe Sacconi because he was fantastic with helping me with a reel, he would help me do my live shots. Are you kidding me? Omar, when I first started, I must have done 30 takes before I finally got one <laughs> look live down for my reel. Um, but over time, over my time there with all the weekends and side hustle, you know, through my job, I was able to put together a reel. Right. And that reel I sent out to so many stations. I mean, I can't even think. I think I, my goal was to apply to five stations a day. Um, and I did that for a really long time. I got really close with two stations, but then they hit a hiring freeze. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of them with the station in South Carolina didn't work out. Anyway, I ended up getting an email from, a, it was a newspaper, as a matter of fact, in Levittown, Pennsylvania. And they had, they were just starting up a video um, platform on a digital platform and they were looking to hire a video reporter and we'll get into this when we start talking about tips later for journalists mm -hmm. however I'll put that on the side right a video reporter and I remember thinking well this is a job is a job this is great but I remember thinking I really want to I want to be a reporter I want to be on air you know I want to be on TV you know I want to be on a morning show or a night show you know something mm -hmm. uh, but this is what I said. It's an opportunity. There you go. It's an opportunity to get on camera. And all you have to do is open the door. A mentor of mine told me that many years ago, and I allowed that to stick with me. All I need is a door open. So I went, did the interview, I ended up getting a job, packed up my little apartment, <laughs> and I moved to Levittown, Pennsylvania. And I was there for a year. 
uh, I was a video reporter. Eventually, they launched an, um, a, an online um, newscast, a whole newscast that mm-hmm. lasted about 15 minutes. It was online. And I was promoted to doing the anchor for the online newscast. This is why I say one opportunity can lead to another, can lead to another. Always does. Always does. Always does. And this is, we'll get to this, but I'm going to start it now, this part of the conversation, to new journalists. Don't say no. Unless there's like a safety issue or something like that, Mm -hmm. do not say no to an opportunity because you think I'm bigger or I'm better or this is exactly what I wanted. Because an opportunity is what you make it. When I first started out in the industry, uh, people would tell me, make sure you know how to edit, write, shoot, video, do all of that. So what advice would you have for someone today? It wasn't until I got to Miami that Mm -hmm. I actually stopped shooting and editing. Um, I learned how to shoot. I went to, first of all, I went to college for television and film production for just that reason, reason, instead of, um, um, going into mass com. Right. Because I wanted to learn how to shoot and write edit because the industry now, as you know, Omar is Mm -hmm. so different than the industry, you know, 30, 40 years ago, 20 years ago. It's so different. I mean, when we Uh, started, they were telling me, Hey, you need to know how to do all, all of these things because that yes. is changing. It yeah. is so important. And so my, all my jobs up to now Miami, all of my jobs, I would do the shooting, the writing, well, which I still do now, the writing, but the shooting, the writing, and the editing. Mm-hmm. All of them. My first job in Huntsville, I did the shooting, the writing, the editing, and we had the little live use where I would set up my own live shot. At yeah. five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. And I know Omar, and I say this again, because you know, I have no problem talking. I talk a lot. <laughs> but here's the thing. And I, and I took time to go through each step of my career. Because the bottom line is that just don't say no. In moments when you think that it's going to be tough, because it's going to be tough. Right. You're going to have moments of feeling lonely, or you're going to doubt certain things. Don't say no. Hmm. Because it all will make you better for when you get to that moment and you feel like, okay, not that you've arrived because there's always more to grow. There's always, you know, another level, but you get to that moment where you say, ah, now I see why I did all of this. It was all worth it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that is great advice because you're going to get, you're going to get discouraged along the way. I got discouraged. I remember when I came out of school and I didn't find a job for about three, three, four months. I took a, mm-hmm. an unpaid internship at a local newspaper mm-hmm. just to get experience. And that yeah. experience led to my experience at Fox, which then led to my experience where I am now. So to your point, don't say no, be a yes man or woman if you have to be, because it's going to lead to another opportunity. For sure. People often doubt themselves, right? Uh, I don't know if I can do it. There's so many other people who are out there who are reporters. Why is someone going to choose me? What advice do you have for those who may doubt themselves? Well, the best thing I can say is why, why doubt yourself? Because mm-hmm. here's the bottom line. There are so many people out there that are better. There's so many people out there that are worse, but there's only one you. Mm. And if you are willing to put in the work, 
And I also believe being honest with yourself. You really have to take an honest look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I, do I have the potential? Can I, is there, is there a chance, even if it's a small chance that I can succeed at this? And if the answer is yes, then what are you waiting for? There will always be someone out there that will seem like they're doing better than you, or there's someone out there that you look at and you say, they just don't got it, right? But there's only one you. So my biggest thing is, why not? Did you even try? Did you put that reel out there yet to try? And even when you get those no's, I'm a perfect example. I didn't get a job in TV. You plug away. Mm-hmm. You have good, good mentors around you that will help build you up and get you to where you want to go. But most importantly, too, you have to be willing to take criticism. Right. You have to be willing to hear that outfit wasn't working. What were you saying there? That didn't make any sense. You need to work on this. You have to have thick skin because it's not all going to be, you're great, you're great, you're great. There are always going to be things you have to work on, but you got to first take that step and just go for it. You're unique. You have a skill set and a personality that no one else is going to have. And so that's what you can bring to the table. That is your inspiration. And that's what you have to make happen. So don't doubt yourself. You have it. You can do yeah. it. And it's... allow yourself to make mistakes. Like forgive yourself when you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens to all of us. It happened to me so many times. Yeah. It's going to happen because the mistakes lead you to what you're supposed to be doing. The mistakes lead you into that perfect live shot, that perfect breaking news anchoring. You have to have those moments where you feel that like that hair, you know, building on your neck where you say, dang, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Yeah. But I bet you, you won't do it again. I'll never forget Omar, a story that I did back at my last station, CBS 42, not just a story, but I was really bad at, I always forget to use the word allegedly. <laughs> and my, okay, okay. It's a learning tool for all of us. This is why I say this. Yeah. And my news director would always say to me, Alex, you forgot to write allegedly. Alex, you forgot to say allegedly. He said it enough times that ask me if I've missed saying allegedly since I've been in Miami. It hasn't happened. You, you say allegedly even when the person the is guilty. Even <laughs> when the person's guilty, I say allegedly. But I say that to say, don't be afraid of making those mistakes. Because those mistakes will get you right. You need to make those mistakes. You need those people that are going to correct you along the way. They're going to say, this is not it. Right. You know, we got we to gotta fix this so we can get you here. That's all part of the journey. And guess what? It's also all part of the stories you can laugh about like we just did. You know, yep. you have to have a story. Yeah. That's your story is what makes you you. Alex, uh, I am just enjoying this conversation. A lot of gems, a lot of of knowledge for our listeners. (laughs) We're going to make a transition and we're going to talk top three. I'm excited about this because I think I'm going to go three for three. Yeah, I'm going to go three for three. So we're going to get into that after the break. I started this podcast because I love connecting with people and sharing their stories. During each episode, we're hanging out with people from all walks of life. I'm talking journalists, psychologists, 
students, artists, musicians, you name it. We're sharing the stories of everyday people just like you to discover how they unlock their potential. My hope is that by hearing their stories, it'll inspire you to pursue your dreams. So no matter what walk of life you're from, we've got something for you and we're not going to disappoint. Thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Stick around. I've got more to come. It's Omar Bourne. It's Alex Finney. It's the Bourne Connect. We're back. This is top three. How this works. Alex gave me six choices. The category is places she wants to visit. She gave me six choices. I have three chances to pick her top three choices. Let's do it. So, the places are, in no particular order, Greece, Africa, Portofino, London, Bali, and Seattle. Those are the six choices. Greece, Africa, Portofino, London, Bali, and Seattle. So, right off the bat, I'm going to go with the easy one because everyone wants to go there. Bali. No. Really? <laughs> wow. No. How do you not? How? Oh, my goodness. How is Bali not <gasps> on this list, Alex? It's amazing. It's amazing, but it's not my top three. Hmm. Okay, so I'm 0 for 1. So I got two more chances. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Greece. You're right. Greece, Greece is in my top three. Okay, so I have one more choice. I am going to go with Portofino. You're right. Yes. Portofino is one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to recap, Alex's top, well, what's the one that I missed, I guess? Was it Africa? Mm, guess which one you missed. Oh, don't say London. London. Oh, my number one. Really? Number one? To be honest with you, Portofino and Africa are tied. Okay. I, I haven't quite figured out. I, I, I In my mind, I'm like, which one? So I'll give you both Portofino and Africa there. But okay. I'm slightly more attracted to Portofino in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, because Africa is such a big trip that it's like, wow. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, London's number one though. Okay. When everything opens back up and it's safe to travel abroad again, the first place I want to go is London. And I will send you a picture of me in London saying, hey, number one spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And I can't forget the special mention because Barbados has to be on your list. That's right, that's my personal. That's, that's the bonus. bonus. That's the bonus place, Barbados. So, if you haven't been, you got to check it out. It's the best Caribbean island there is. I won't lie. I've, I have thought about Barbados. Okay. Before you go, my last question: What yes. inspires you? What inspires me? Honestly, my family. Mm-hmm. I know it's cliche, but I am very close to my family and. They're my lifeline. Mm -hmm. So everything I do, most opinions um, and my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest critiques, um, the people that will tear me down in the most loving way to build me back up again, Mm -hmm. it's my family. Mm. So they inspire me every single day. 
I'm happy that I had you on the show. You're my first guest. So Yay! <laughs> thank you for that. It's a big deal. Oh yeah, it's going to be a big deal. And it's... what you're doing is phenomenal too, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we have a lot that we can give back. And so yeah. in whatever way we can, I just like to help people out to share the stories of people that I know that that can be an inspiration to somebody else and that's the aim and the goal of this show and so I hope that when people listen that they feel inspired to just go out and accomplish and achieve whatever it is that they want to because they can yeah honestly Omar I won't lie when you contacted me about this I was thinking Omar little old me really but you know, the years fly by and you realize, oh wait, I think I have done a lot. Like, I think I do have some, you know, gems to drop. So I appreciate you thinking about me. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, we all have something to share. Yeah. No matter how big or how small, we all have something to share. And that's what I want. And that's what I hope with this show is that everyone can realize that. And for our listeners, Alex, where can they find you? So on social media, my handle is at Alex Finney, WPLG. Okay, you got it. You've heard it. Alex <laughs> Finney, she's great. You can also, if you're in the Miami area, the South Florida area, you can see her on WPLG Local 10. Thank you once again for being here, for being my first guest. This has been great. Um, thank you, Omar. And uh, to our listeners, thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. This is Omar Bourne. This is the Bourne Connect. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, you can hit me up on IG at the Bourne Writer, at the Bourne Writer, T H E. B-O-U-R-N-E, writer, uh, and we'll connect. That's it for my first show. I hope you had a great time. It's been real. Thank you, Alex Finney. I hope that this was an inspiration to all who listened. This is the Born Writer, Omar Born. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Born Connect. Connect. Until next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.